Thank you for joining the Life's Better podcast, where we say that life is so much better with God, community, and purpose. Josh and I have a special guest on the show today. This is Alan Cooper. Alan is the camp manager of Camp Calvary, and he has been doing that role for 33 years. And so we're excited to have you on the show because, as I just mentioned, we're a podcast that really focuses on how to have a great relationship with God, build uh, you know, wonderful community, as well as really focus on a life of purpose. Mm. And you do that really, really well. Yeah. Um, you are pursuing your relationship with God with all of your heart. You are building community with literally thousands of people, many churches, and you seem to have a laser focus when it comes to your purpose. So thank you, Alan, for joining us on our show today. Good to be here. <laughs> um, Alan, I didn't. I haven't told you this, uh, but I heard about you even before I Uh-oh. took this position at really? the church, even before I moved to Kentucky. Really? So, strange enough, it was actually in West Virginia, so I made this connection with a camp director there at Camp Christian. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the camp, but he and I were talking about life and where I was headed and explained that I was going through the interview process here. And he's like, well, if you end up getting the position, you're a really fortunate individual because your camp will probably be going to Camp Calvary. (laughs) And Alan Cooper is the manager there. And Jonathan, he is the real deal. And so uh, he, he, he explained that to me, and then I came to realize that that is absolutely true. And uh, we're excited that you'll be able to share with our, our listeners a little bit about your journey and uh, hopefully some encouragement in some areas where maybe we even need to be challenged a bit today. Hmm. But before we get into that, um, we're going to play a game just to get to know you. And we're calling this game Capture the Flag. And the reason why we're calling it Capture the Flag is because several years ago, I was told that every camp game... Um, or at least 80% of all camp games really come down to some, you know, variant on capture the flag. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but we thought in the tradition of camp, we'd go ahead and do our own little twist on capture the flag. Now I'm trying to understand how Nine Square and Gaga Ball or anywhere. That's why it's like 80%. Yeah, yeah. So, Alan, I'm going to give you this flag, and we're going to ask you some questions Josh and I have actually already come up with our answers to the questions that you're going to mm-hmm. give. And uh, Josh, he's written his down, and I'm just going to share mine. Um, and I'm not going to lie what my answer was. Uh, and if whichever one is closer to the answer that you give, you will give the flag to. Okay. And at the end, whoever has captured the most flags, well, they're the winner. Gotcha. Okay. Right, First cool. question is this. Who is your favorite superhero? Superman. Okay, I said Spider Man. Wow, we were both off. I, I said Captain America. Now, why why is Superman? Because I'm old. Okay, I mean <laughs> Superman was probably the only one when I first sure. started watching TV. Okay, so, mm-hmm. you know, leaping tall buildings with a single bound. You know, I so like Superman. Lots black of. and white. Uh, Superman. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. so that was. You are old. I am. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> so honestly, Josh, I feel like yours is probably a little bit closer really? to okay. Superman. I'll take it. So yeah. I'm going to yeah. let you have it. Cool. You've got the you've got the flag. Next question. So I hold on to this. You hold on to okay, it. And just remember how many times you 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 keep All right. it. All right. What makes you laugh the most, Alan? The things the kids do, the crazy things the kids do. Awesome. Because what I said was <laughs> silly kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know your 
specific kids, so I actually wrote your children. My children. Yeah, because so I, I know that they make me laugh, but I, I agree with that answer. Yeah, Flag's you, mine. You, you We're tied, Josh. Okay. You got it exactly right. How many times have you used the restroom <laughs> today? Three. Oh my goodness. Nailed it. I nailed it. I said three. I had already shared my answer with Josh so that we weren't actually sharing answers. These so are getting a little personal. I <laughs> that was that was probably the least, uh, like the most personal. Uh, we'll we'll get back to safe uh, areas now. What is your favorite sport thing. to watch? Favorite sport to watch? Yeah, I, I'm in my old age. I think it's golf. On Sunday afternoons, because wow. that's really about the only thing that I watch anymore. Wow! Okay. So, I Probably said football. Yeah. Yeah. I thought because Kentucky, you know, this, you know, it's unfortunate that we don't really have a good football team. So I broke basketball, but Do I don't you, know how golf is close to either. I used to watch a lot of UK basketball, but now we have antenna TV, mm. so mm. you might get one or two a year is yeah. all you get to see. Yeah, so. yeah. Do you have a favorite golfer? Phil Mickelson. Okay. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've ever watched a golf game. Yeah, ever. Because he's, he's old too. So. <laughs> so out of the two, Josh, I think yours is probably a little you, closer. You shoot it in a hoop. Yours of. is closer. I, mean, I guess a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's been generous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you like or dislike surprises? Dislike. Oh man, I I said you like knowing surprises. knowing the planner that you are and like just the yeah. amount of planning that goes into camp. Yeah, I'm a structure kind of guy yeah. because yeah. usually a surprise at camp is not usually. <laughs> it's not thing. a good one. That's a because <laughs> like, I anticipate a lot of things that mm. you know the kids are going to do, but yeah, sometimes surprises aren't good things. I I can only imagine in 33 years yeah. you've had a lot. Of interesting surprises at camp. Yeah, we should have wrote a book. <laughs> hey, there's time. There's yeah. time. <laughs> so if you could go back in time, what time would you travel to? If I had the chance to go back in time, I would turn it down. Is that right? Definitely. I just, um, there's been a lot of struggles and mm. there have been a lot of difficulties. And I, I'm where God wants me to be right now, mm -hmm. and mm. I see His hand touching everything that we do, mm. and would have no desire to go back in time. Well, we That's don't really get great. to share the flag yeah, this time because another. What was yours? I wrote Paul's ministry. Uh, I don't know because that's one that I I personally even. If would I could to go, go back see. and then come back, it'd be all right. But but as far as going back in time in my life, I just okay. All that's right. not a. No interest. No, that's good. Enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. Get to do every day what I love. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm where I'm at because, yeah. because of God's yeah. blessings. So. And, and praise Him for it. Yeah. What is your favorite holiday? Christmas. Josh, that's yeah, what I said. Right, yeah. We take all of our family, and we've been doing it for several years, and we're, we're all together away from camp. Mm. It's hard to relax the camp because people are always coming in and out and yeah. so we we've done that for several years and really enjoy that time. Where do you guys go? Tennessee. We run a cabin or and we'll stay several days and that's awesome. We just really enjoy doing that. Hmm. Last question for you, at least concerning this game. 
on a scale of one to ten, how creative would you consider yourself to be? One being the worst, ten being the best? Correct. Probably a seven or eight, and that's that's all things, talents, and abilities that God has given me. Yes. To, yeah. to see things and to know things that need to be done and to put them in sort some semblance of order and I see that as a blessing. Um, there are projects that I have worked on and doubted myself and stuck with them and seen that they turn out better than I ever mm. dreamed they would. Mm. Mm. And yeah. I know that that's a God thing and it's not me. Yeah. So It's his creativity working for through him you. To be able to use me yeah. in his ministry is, is a daily blessing. Yeah. So. So, Josh, I think I, I, I got that one. I yeah. said seven. What was your number? I wrote six mainly because I know you're a humble guy. And I was like, he might rate he, himself well, low. It's not me. It's Yeah, no. Yeah, it, that's you, a God you covered the humble part of it with the... With the with the thanking God for it too. So Josh and I, we're we're tied at three, but those were the last of my questions. And to be honest with you, Josh, I think I nailed more than yeah, you. Yeah. So I think I've won capture the flag. He was being nice because he was going to take it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alan, one of the things that we like to talk about uh, with most of our guests really has to do with their spiritual journey. Um, because so many people, you know, we talk about how life is better with God, but there's plenty of people that do not have a relationship with God. And so it's always really interesting for us to hear from those who are actually really connected to their Father, uh, their Heavenly Father, and, and just explain how they got to that point. Hmm. So we'd love to hear from you. What was it that really drew you to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ? I feel that I'm doing what I'm doing today because of the effect the camp had on me mm. back in the 60s. Um, I attended sometimes a couple of times a year, starting probably 65, 66 in that neighborhood. Hmm. We found several pictures at camp. One of them were Vicky and I both at the same week of camp in 1967. Wow. Um, of course, I didn't immediately go into you know, um, a ministry. Um, I went out and was affected by the world like so many others mm -hmm. and did a lot of things I shouldn't do. And But then after Vicki and I got married and, and had our kids, uh, we both felt that we were being called to do something. Mm -hmm. And so in 1988 at a revival at our home church at Corinth, um, we made a decision. We asked God to show us what it was he wanted us to do. And within just a couple of months, uh, Brother George Martin, who was camp manager when I was a little kid, uh, had announced that he was leaving Camp Calvary. He was retiring. And the Lord just told me, he said, I know that's what I have in store for you to do. And yeah. hmm. it took several months to go through the interview process and, uh, you know, resumes and all of that stuff. But uh, I can remember... Brother Truman McLean asking me a question. He was one of the ones that was on the committee that was hiring. He said, uh, he said, I can tell that you're really excited about this position. And he said, uh, what if you don't get it? And I said, well, in my mind, God's told me that this is what he's called me to do. But if it's not his will, there's nothing I can do about that. Mm -hmm. But I knew in my heart that that's what he'd called me to do. And that was in a, in a, steering committee meeting in the basement of this church is that right and uh, wow <laughs> they were meeting again 
sometime later to make a decision from the resumes that they had. And, and I was at home in, on Timber Creek down here in Anderson County, and they called me, and I came and met the directors that night here hmm. at, at that meeting. Yeah, no, that's neat. Let me, let me ask, going back to, you know, the 60s, as a student, going to camp, was it one message that the light bulb came on and it was like, okay, God is real, Christ is a savior? Uh, was it a, a corporate thing, just experiencing, you know, so many people that were, you know, alive in Christ? What was it even, you know, going back as a student? There are things that you remember from your childhood. There are smells that you remember. Hmm. Uh, there are feelings that you remember. Um, camp is a special place. Camp Calvary is a special place. It's not just a camp that's stuck out in the middle of nowhere, but it's a place that's been ordained by God hmm. to reach people. And um, the number of people that we've had come in over the years that just talk about what a special place it is and what a, pl a special place it is to serve hmm. and, and what people get out of that um, explains it to me. There are times when I get so busy, I don't allow myself to feel that. But when I stop and do, there's still that same feeling when I come down that driveway that there used to be back in the 60s, riding in the old blue bus from Corinth hmm. with a bunch of other kids coming into camp. And there's still sometimes when I can smell that same smell that mm. I smelled when I was a kid. And it's mm. in 1971, uh, toward the end of the week of a, of a week of camp, I made the decision, was baptized in the baptistry there in the chapel at the camp. So mm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's always been a special place. Yeah. And I, I dedicated myself at that time to full-time Christian ministry. Of course, I walked away from that. But God still allowed me to come back and fulfill my commitment to Him at that That's time. Awesome. So, how old were you at the time when you? I don't don't ask me to do math. I, don't <laughs> don't I, I was just math. curious when it came to that. Hey, I'm I'm all in when it comes to servanthood. I, I was probably a sophomore in high school. I, I love hearing that only because we we tell people all the time, you know, life is better with purpose. And so even as a sophomore, you understood God was calling you to something bigger than yourself. And although maybe you walked away from that purpose for a season, he drew you right back to it. I can remember having a dream um, several years before I ever went to camp to work there that I was working at camp and I was living in a house trailer hmm. on the campgrounds. Well, God's plan was even greater for me than that. So, so it, yeah, you, so you actually had this dream at of, night. Of you woke up and working there. Huh. And uh, at the time, did you feel like it was a nightmare though? Like you woke up, and you're like, "Whoa, where, where am I living in a because trailer?" My dad and I and my brothers used to go down on work days, and I can remember replace, replacing a roof one time and hmm. doing different projects like that over the years. And I was just always drawn to camp. Hmm. It's just such, it. It's a special place. Yeah, hmm. no, that's neat to hear. A lot of the folks who tune into the podcast, they're parents. And, you know, as parents, when I hear of your story and the children that you've been able to raise, from what I understand, all of them are involved in ministry. Most of them are involved actually in full-time ministry. And so what, what rhythms and patterns did you have as a parent 
that you think really set the stage for your children to live passionately in their relationship with God? Because I think I like that question. Yeah. I, I think we've got parents who would love to see that for their kids, and if you've got some insight, they would love to hear it. There, there is no magic bullet. I mean, it's mm. Vicky and I both realized that we were called to do what we're doing, and we put ourselves full time into our ministry. That's that's what we do. Camp is what we do. And I was so amazed um, because my kids never wanted to play softball or baseball or something during the summer. The girls played volleyball, you know, during a time of the year that we weren't busy at camp when they were in school. But the boys, they played junior high in the wintertime, but they, junior high basketball. Mm -hmm. And, but when camp was going on, that's, that's where they wanted to be, regardless of whether it was their week of camp or not. Um, Hmm. From the time that boys were old enough to be on a riding mower to use a weed eater, you know, that's what they did every summer. Uh, the girls, I can remember them being so small and helping mama set tables and, you know, carry out food and those types of things. And uh, yeah. they've always been a part of everything that we've ever done. And did we do anything special? No, we just we just knew that we were called to do what we were doing. And kids can't help but be affected by what they're exposed to. Absolutely. What is it that you expose your kids to? Um, we're all affected by what we're exposed to. Hmm. And they develop passions for camp. I mean, uh, three of them were deans early on and had a passion for that and a love for that. Yeah. And they've all worked faculty and, and uh, been involved in every aspect of camp. And they still are. They still, you know, are involved in the things that go on in camp. Yeah. I think that... What you said is important, too, because kids just naturally become passionate about what you're passionate about. If you're a person who sits around the TV and watches every single U.K. basketball game, chances are your kids are going to be U.K. fans. But if you're passionately pursuing ministry, then or anything, you know, even if it's a bad thing, like your kids are going to pick up on that, too. Um, No, that's. That's awesome. <laughs> I can I can see that in all of them as well. One of the things that we say around here is, t- particularly when a child dedication uh, has taken place, we say that more is caught than taught. And so, yes, teaching is, is great, <laughs> but if your parent, as a parent, if you're not living it out, if you're not passionate for Christ, well, chances are that's going to be even more difficult for your children. But it seems like you having that passion for servanthood drew your children into that as well. Well, not just that, but I can remember Will, you know, during his own weeks of camp, would spend his time during the day with faculty hmm. and talking to them and, and, and some time with the kids too. I don't mean that, but um, his passion was to learn hmm. and to know as much as he could. Um, They've all been that way. They've all be, all been very interested in the other aspects of camp other than just being campers, you know. Um, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so blessed that my children all know Jesus and, uh, and are, you know, actively pursuing something that benefits his kingdom, so. Yeah. You, you've basically already answered this question we had prepared, um, but you've, You've said before this is the 33rd year um, 
for Camp Calvary with you as uh, as manager. Uh, so, what what continues? And, and and as a person who's in ministry, I, I I see that, and I think that's older than I am now. <laughs> and I think that I've been doing this long time, and it's only been five years. How clearly you, there's something there that that you you've not just said I'm full time ministry, but 33 years at the same place means that you feel really, really called there. What is it about in those 33 years that's really kept you passionately pursuing camp ministry? It's all I want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not able to do the things that I used to be able to do because of a few health issues, but um, there's nothing else. I enjoy going on vacation with family. I enjoy getting away and getting a break and getting away from things, but... I'm always eager to get back and get started and doing the things. When you can see the effect um, of the hand of God on the things that you're touching on a daily basis, hmm. I, I mean, I don't know what else you could ask for. And it's just an honor to know that God could use somebody like me um, to do the things that he's done through camp. Hmm. That's... What else could you ask for? Sure. When it comes to actually students, and maybe we've got parents out uh, who are listening to this and they're like, "Eh, I don't know about camp. What would you say is really important um, when it comes to having kids be a part of camp for their own spiritual development? I don't know of anything that can have more influence than a week of camp spiritually for a child. Um, Why do you think that is? Because from the time that they get up in the morning to the time that they go to bed at night, they're surrounded by people um, who are Christian people, the faculty, other campers. They're they're not generally hearing the same language that they hear at school and and, and out at different places. And, And for parents, how important is it for you, for your kids to spend eternity in heaven? I mean, we're always concerned about our kids' health, and we'll take them to the doctor if they need to. We're concerned about their education. Um, if, if they want to play sports, we see parents that devote so much time and money and energy into seeing that they're at the, all the games. And, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with sports, don't get me wrong. But if that's more of a priority for you than their spiritual welfare then it's hard to be mindful of things you can't see. But the spiritual realm that we live in, in my opinion, uh, is not just bad anymore, but it's becoming evil. Mm -hmm. And those kids have to live in that world and to fight those battles in that world. And how are we preparing them to do that? What, What is it that we're doing during our daily walk that is energizing our kids to be aware of spiritual things. Mm. The temptations that they see today are so much greater. Um, the opportunities to, uh, to get online and do things that they shouldn't do. And, and they need to be aware that there is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. We live in a world of gray where this is not too bad. You know, this is not too bad. But God's Word tells us he gives us a way to walk, and it's for our protection. Um, and, and I just worry about the priorities that 
that parents have for their kids. And their majority of them are based upon the physical things of this world mm -hmm. that won't amount to anything 100 years from now. And my biggest concern for my children is that they spend eternity in heaven. That's, there's mm -hmm. nothing more important to me than that. Mm -hmm. what, do you, um, what do you think camp does in terms of uh, how you see kids walk away more mature or a uh, big thing in our in our churches is not only do we see uh, a purpose given to us through Christ but also his love uh, but in church specifically you find healthy community and, and how do you think camp does that I think it does it because of the special place thing that I've been talking about the hand of God is there's you know, so many times we think, well, I've got to win this person to Christ. Well, you're not going to win anybody to Christ. The Holy Spirit does that mm -hmm. through us. He uses us as instruments to produce the fruit that he's called us to bear. And when we make our best effort, then the Holy Spirit convicts a, a child. And, and because that's what that place has been set aside to do, God's not going to not do what he set aside a place for. He's, he's going to continue to do that. And again, it's not us that does anything. It's not the faculty. It's, it's us doing our best to provide what we can do to allow the Holy Spirit to convict somebody of the right thing to do. Yeah. We, we've got to give the word. Um, how can they hear if nobody's sent to preach to them? And we, we teach kids about Jesus. Yeah. And God does the rest of it. He does the hard work. We just do what we can do. And it's not our job to win somebody to Christ. The Holy Spirit takes care of that. What would you say are some of the really great success stories of camp? These are the ones that, you know, looking back at some kids that... You know, they went to camp and then their lives were changed. Or, you know, any, any really great success story, one or two, that you have? The, the marriages hmm. that, that I see, the kids who met at camp, hmm. who are now married and raising kids and sending their kids to camp. Any guesses as to the number oh, no, no of way. kids who got married <laughs> because they met at camp? No, no way. Is that I, right? I just, there's that many. That, are we looking at hundreds? Oh, yeah. Is that right? Definitely. Wow. Maybe more. And see, we don't always see the effect. Sure. Just because a kid comes to camp doesn't mean that they're baptized at camp. It mm. might be years before that seed develops to the point to where there's fruit yeah. there. Um, the ones that we don't even know about. Uh, people that come back in years later, we had a couple come in um, and spent the night with us. Um, it's back during the wintertime, and they were living out of state, and and she wanted, her mother had passed away, her father had passed away maybe, and she wanted to spend the night at camp mm -hmm. because she was at camp when I was a kid back in the 60s. Yeah. And I remembered her. Um, but camp has an influence on people. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just a neat place. Now, you mentioned that you've at least found pictures where you and your wife we're at the same camp. Do you remember your wife at camp? Oh, we grew up together. Is that right? Yeah, okay. we went to the okay. same junior high together and went to the same church together. And so it wasn't at camp that necessarily fell in love, though? 
Probably not. Okay. So, um, we may tell that story differently. But the Holy, but the Holy, now, the Holy Spirit uh, has strange ways of working sure. things out. Mm-hmm. And we were actually playing on the same church softball team. She was playing for the ladies and I was playing for the men. And one day I asked her if she wanted to ride the game with me. And that was probably in October. And we were married in January. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 God has a way of working. Fast. I, Between just, camp and softball. Sounds like those are yeah. two great ways to meet somebody. Just Sorry, to, Josh. No, it's okay. Just to speak to uh, a testimony that I've uh, come to know specifically through my wife's family. Um, my my father-in-law, he, he's, uh, he, he's, I think he's in his late 50s early 60s now and uh he you know found out that when i was in this position uh after we were married that uh we were going to go to camp calvary and and he immediately was like oh my goodness why do i have this weird memory of of camp calvary he hadn't been since he was in middle or high school uh and all of a sudden he broke out into this korean song and i was like how do you know this korean song and he he remembered it from 40 years. The missionary uh, before, that was yes. Kim was his last name, I yes. believe. And I, I, I probably know who you're talking about. Yeah. So. And, and uh, he remembered that and remembered this missionary and the, that that impact that it had on him. And I was just thinking, you know, if, if a kid can memorize a song in Korean <laughs> and it lasts that long, clearly there's something about camp that like yeah. Most of the scripture impact. that I know today by memory is... is Scripture that I memorized when we were competing against each other, other teams at mm-hmm. camp, you know, back in the <laughs> '60s and the early '70s, and and uh, we still do that today with kids. Yeah, and d- still do memory work with kids. And yeah, Alan, I'm going to put you on the spot. All right, let's hear one of those memory verses. <sighs> you did put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, not as bad as the previous one. He asked a very specific Bible verse. Suffer the little children and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. And that's why what, what we do is sometimes it's so easy to get aggravated. Hmm. Um, my favorite personally has become trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that you know I've had to deal with you know, personally, over the past 11 years or so that mm-hmm. are hard to understand. Uh, but I totally trust that God has a plan for me and look forward to seeing what that is for the future. Yeah, because you brought it up, I'll go ahead and ask it now. Um, for those who are listening and don't know, you've you've been going through cancer treatment for uh, a number of years now. Around right? 11 years off and on. There was yeah. a period of time there where it was gone, mm-hmm. but uh, we just returned from uh, a cancer center in Arkansas on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm still on a chemo mm-hmm. treatment and they've they've decided to leave things as they are for six months and I'll go back again in October. So, What keeps you continuing to move forward with as much energy and excitement as you have rather than slowing down. Now you may say, well, I have slowed down a little bit, but everyone that I talk to, that is not true. You have (laughs) not slowed down at all. Uh, What is it? What is it that that gives you that that drive and that purpose? In 2012, my oncologist at Markey 
told me I wouldn't live 18 months. Um, and I know that God has other things in store, and I, and I trust him, and as long as he wants me where he's at, then I'm going to try to give what I got. And it's not as much as it used to be. The hours are not as much as they used to be. Um, but the passion's still there, the mm-hmm. same passion to, to see God's handiwork on a regular basis, whether it's financially. Um, we went through a full year, 18 months, without having a single kid on the campgrounds. We didn't do anything in the fall of 19 because we were remodeling our cafeteria and we didn't do any retreats or anything. So since the end of summer camp on 19, we haven't had any kids there unless they were there with a work group volunteering to help us out. And we've had several of those, but we've got our horse camp this weekend Hmm. and it's going to be so exciting to get kids back Hmm. and talk to these kids about Jesus. And that may actually answer the next question. Yeah, but yeah. What are you most excited about? <laughs> Getting kids back to camp. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's been it's been sad, but to see how God has provided us for, during that period of time, um, we built a five hundred fifty thousand dollar building and paid for it. We've raised over one hundred ten thousand dollars for a new dorm and have that set aside. Um, we lost probably close to a quarter of a million dollars worth of income during that period of time by not having any retreats or any campers. Mm-hmm. But our church, church has stepped up, and so many of our churches sent us their camper fees anyway, mm-hmm. and we finished up the budget year at the end of 2020. Instead of $250,000 in a hole, we were actually around $40,000 over budget for the wow. year. praise God. That's amazing. And it's... When you see that on a daily basis, how God does those things, mm-hmm. how can you not be excited to be a part of that? Yeah, yeah. it's just—I just had coaches go all over me because I know that mm. I know that God's still in control, mm. and they have special things in mind for the Camp Calvary for the future. Yeah. Amen. That's good. All right. Well, um, we have one more question, but uh, I do just want to say thanks so much for for joining us. Um, uh, if you could give any encouragement, because this goes beyond camp, um, also into just everything everybody's dealt with over the last year has led to a lot of people feeling this way. But if you could give anybody some encouragement who finds themselves growing discouraged, uh, complacent, or even lacking purpose right now, what, what, what encouragement would you give them? I go back to the fact that if God could use me as, as miserable a person as I've been in my life, uh, God has a plan for everyone. But Jesus died for us all. Hmm. And there is something that anyone can do hmm. for the benefit of the kingdom. There's something that we all can be a part of. We have had so many volunteers over the past year and a half. It's just, it's amazing how many volunteers that we've had. I've got had a group, you guys were out there last weekend. I've got a group coming in next weekend. Uh, I've got a, a group of guys that are coming in to finish up a building back at my primitive camp. Um, God just continues to provide. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't have to be in a ministry full-time to serve. Um, mm-hmm. you, you can be a witness, whether you're working in a factory or in a hospital or, or, or whatever. You can, you can be a witness for Christ. And then volunteer on the weekends. Find something, find some place where you know that God's working. And 
go be a part of it and allow that to affect you. You can't help but be around places that are doing God's will without it affecting you. Yeah. And service is the, there's no greater feeling than doing something for somebody for no other reason than it's just the right thing to do. Hmm. Not doing it for money, not doing it for show, but just doing it because there's people in need and that you're helping the kingdom. Well, Alan, thank you so much for answering the call that God put on your heart for camp ministry. We are all recipients of you and your faithfulness. And uh, if it's okay with you, we don't ask our guests to do this very often, but would you mind just closing us out with a word of prayer for our listeners and for our families and our churches uh, as we just kind of wrap this up? Sure. Our Father in heaven, we are so thankful that you love us in spite of who we are, broken people. Father, our prayer is that you would use us to your glory. Father, that the things that we would do on a regular basis would be pleasing to you. Father, I pray for all the kids that will be coming into camp this summer. And Father, I just ask that uh, you would continue to use Camp Calvary to to do the special things that you've done there for so many years and to draw so many souls to you. Bless this congregation here at Anderson Christian and the work that they do and, and just bless their leadership and help them to be driven to never be satisfied but to seek your will in their daily lives. Mm -hmm. Father, we love you and we thank you for the hope and the promise and the grace and the mercy that, that comes through a relationship with Jesus, your son. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Alan. You're welcome.